السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله رب العالمين له الحمد حسن والثناء الجميل وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له يقول الحق وهو يهدي السبيل وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد All praise and thanks is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Peace and salutations upon Muhammad ibn Abdullah Salawatullahi wa salamuhu alayh Peace and salutations upon his family, upon his friends And upon all those who try to emulate him until the end of time So Alhamdulillah continuing from where we left off last week And our hadith that we're going to look at tonight the first hadith deals with the intention <coughs> to fast. An Hafsata Ummil Mu'minina radiyallahu anha Anin Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam aqal Mal lam yubayyiti siyam qabla al-fajri fala siyam lahu Rawahu al-khamsa Wa mala al-nasaiyu wa tirmidiyu ila tarjih وقفه وصحه مرفوعا ابن خزيمة وابن حبان ولدار كتني لا صيام لمن لم يفرده من الليل. So this hadith is narrated by one of the wives of the Prophet peace be upon him and her name was Hafsa. Hafsa narrated that the messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said Whoever does not make his intention to fast before Fajr His fasting will not be accepted This hadith is narrated by the five Imams And we discussed this last week Imam At-Tirmidhi and Nasai considers it to be related by Hafsa and is not connected to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Imam Darukutni he said or he transmitted a part of the hadith which says no fasting is accepted for one who does not form the intention to fast the night before so first things first this hadith it proves that one needs to have an intention this is the first point that one must have a near to fast number two the fast of Ramadan pain back missed Ramadan fasts yani qada or an oath fast must have an intention before Fajr we, as we go on you will See what is meant by this. As for the Sunnah fast, this will come a bit later. The next important point is that the place for the intention is in our hearts. Where? What does the statement mean? That the place for the niya is in one's heart. Now, 
You mustn't say it, okay? That's one point. But what is meant by that it needs to be in your heart? So, the intention one's near for any act of ibadah, the place for the near is in your heart. That's point number one. Point number two is like the brother mentioned. That the niyas are not done verbally. It is not done lafzan. So, for example, when you make salah, you're not going to say, Nawaitu, usalli, farda salati al-maghrib, salatha raka'at, mustagbil al-qiblati. Right? And the rest. Or for your fast, you're not going to say what? What do they say? Right? Nawaitu sawma ghadin. Or after the salatu tarawih. Then they say it in the, in the jama'ah. Nawaitu sawma ghadin. Right? Just like that. Now the first thing that I want to mention. How many of us sit in here? Right? When we grew up, or before we knew that to say the niya verbally is an innovation. How many of us actually knew what we were saying when we said this niya? Raise your hands. Okay, let's rather rephrase the question. Raise your hands who didn't know what you were saying. Right? So most of us here, we never knew what we were saying. Yeah, okay, we picked up certain words. Maghrib, Salatha, which is three. Fard, okay, we know. But generally, we didn't know what we were saying. And for the Ramadan, Nawaitu, Sawmagadin, An Adai, Fadi Shahri Ramadan, Hadi Sana, Lillahi Ta'ala, Imanan, Wahdi Saban. What does this mean? So the point that we're trying to get to is that there is not a single hadith narrated by Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam where he mentioned or the companion narrated that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam uttered a niyyah verbally. And if you have that hadith, you can bring it. But you won't find a hadith where the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam uttered a niyyah verbally. Except for when? There's only one hadith. For hajj. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he was in Medina at Abyar Ali, or known as Bir Ali. And he said, Allahumma. He said, Oh Allah, accept my hajj and my umrah. Oh, oh Allah, accept my umrah and my hajj. Many of the ulama, they say also this was not a formalized niyyah, but rather this was part of the Prophet wasallam's talbiyah, part of his labayk, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. So again, the niyyah is in the heart. And you waking up Right? So they sighted the moon. So they sighted the moon tonight. You go for Isha to the masjid and what do you do after the What are you doing? You're going to make Salatu Tarawih. Do you make Salatu Tarawih any time in the year? No, right? 
So this making a salatu tarawih, what are you going to do the next day? You're going to fast. So what is this already? This is already your intention. Because you already set your alarm to wake up half an hour, 40 minutes before Fajr. To do what? Yes, okay, you make the hajjud, but also you going to eat. That in itself, is it your intention or not? This is your niya. So all this has a place in the heart. And like I mentioned, that one must have the intention before Fajr. So here's a mas'ala that comes up. And the ulama, they have differed. Must we make our intention every single day during the month of Ramadan? So every single day before Fajr, you have in your heart that I'm going to fast. Or, they sighted the moon tonight. You went for Salatu Isha. You went for Salatu, you might perform Salatu Tarawih. And now you know that Ramadan is going to either be 29 days or 30 days. So, in your heart already, I'm going to fast this whole month. What counts? Must you make your niyyah every day? Or can it be at the start of the month and it suffices for the rest of the month? The first opinion. One intention suffices for the entire month. This is the view of the Malikiyah. Right? The Maliki Madhab. So as a view of Ishaq ibn Rahuya, who narrated this from Imam Ahmad. And they say the fasting of Ramadan, it is one worship. Correct? Right? We start fasting, it's one ibadah. You don't have a Ramadan 2 or Ramadan 5. It's one ibadah. It's like Hajj. You go on Hajj. Do you make intention every day? So you, okay. So you move from Musdalifa, you move from Mina to Musdalifa. Afwan, from Mina to Arafah. Do you make an intention there? Then from Arafah to Musdalifa, do you make another intention? No. Your niyyah was Hajj and you move. The five days, the days of Tashrik, that was your Hajj. So they say that fasting of Ramadan is one act of worship. And he says that the Prophet, peace be upon him, he said, إِنَّمَا الْعَمَالُ بِنِيَّاتِ وَإِنَّمَا لِكُلِّ مْرِئِمَّا نَوَى That actions are judged according to its intention. And every person will be rewarded for that which he intended. So he intended to fast the whole month, so khalas. This is what he's going to get. This is the one group. This is the first opinion. The second opinion is that we need to make an intention every single day during the month of Ramadan. This is the view of the Hanafiya, the Shafi'iyya, and according to majority of the Hanabila. And here I want you to pause for a moment. Point number one, the first opinion that I made or that I brought. I said Ishaq ibn Rahuya. He narrated from Imam Ahmad. Right? You understand that? Yeah, I say 
that majority of the Hanbalis, they have the second opinion. Is this not a contradiction now? Here you quote Imam Ahmad, here you say majority. Remember what I said last week. That sometimes the view of the Imam is not necessarily the view carried out in the Madhab. Because the Madhab, what happened? It evolved as time went on. And Allah knows best. Alhamdulillah, if you get it, you get it. If you don't, not a train smash. Their proof, what is their proof? Their proof is the hadith of the chapter. Right, the hadith that I narrated to you on the authority of Hafsa, radiyallahu anha. That whoever does not, the Prophet peace be upon him said, whoever does not make his intention to fast before Fajr, his fasting will not be accepted. This is the two opinions. The intention to fast the whole of the month of Ramadan from the first day suffices as the intention so long as the fast is not interrupted by travel or sickness. In which case he should renew his intention. So what happens? The first night of Ramadan tonight, he goes to the masjid or the moon is sighted so they know Ramadan is tomorrow. And they make the intention, and this intention suffices for the woman. But what happens? Now they need to travel to Johannesburg. Or they need to go overseas. And they took the concession of not fasting as a traveler. So when they're going to start fasting again, they must make a new intention. Because now that Niyah broke. Or... They made the intention at the start and they have the opinion that it carries on for the rest of the month. It's fine. One, one near goes for the whole month. But Allah forbid he becomes sick. She becomes ill. She has a haid. So she misses a few days. Or he's ill. He's in hospital. He misses a few days. When they're ready to fast again, they need to remake their intention it is not stipulated that the Muslim must form the intention to fast the whole month of Ramadan from the beginning of the month. If he intends to do that on every night, then his fast, or he can do this, and that is, or his fast will be valid. Right? And that was the opinion of Sheikh Uthaymin rahimallahu ta'ala. The next chapter or the next hadith we're going to look at is also linked to intention. But this is the intention for sunnah fast. And what is the ruling of one's intention? When can I make my intention in other words? And secondly, the ruling on breaking a sunnah fast. An Aisha radiyallahu anha قالت دخل علي النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ذات يوم فقال هل عندكم شيء قلنا لا قال فإني إذا صائم ثم أتانا يوما آخر فقلنا أهدي لنا حيث فقال أرينيه 
فَلَقَدْ أَصْبَحْتُ صَائِمًا فَأَكَلَ رواه مسلم عائشة رضي الله عنها again first hadith narrated that we quoted narrated by Hafsa one of the wives of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam this hadith narrated by Aisha radiyallahu anha, one of the wives of the Prophet, peace be upon him. She says that one day the messenger of Allah entered my home and said, Is there anything here to eat? So Aisha, she replies and she says, No. He said, I shall then be fasting today. Then he came to us another day and we said to him, Someone has offered us hais as a gift. Hais was a type of food. He then said, show it to me. I had been fasting since this morning and then he ate from it as it was a voluntary fast and not a obligatory fast. This hadith is found in the Sahih of Imam al-Muslim rahimallahu ta'ala. And before we carry on to the Messiah, You notice in this hadith, subhanallah, the home of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This was khayrul bariya, was the best of creation. Rahmatul alami, was a mercy unto mankind. La nabiya ba'dahu, there is no Prophet after him. But yet in the home of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam found that there wasn't food. He comes in and he asks, is there something to eat? And Aisha says there is no food. Look at us today. We don't ask is there food, we ask what type of food is there. There's only bread or there's only eggs or whatever, no, but why? Like, right? And so something to ponder about. And why was mentioning this at the month of Ramadan sometimes? We overfeast. We focus too much on food and not on the actual essence of Ramadan. So we find that this hadith it indicates that one can make the intention during the day for a sunnah fast. For which type of fast? Sunnah. So what falls away from you? What falls away from you is the fast for Ramadan. What falls away from you if you must pay back your fard fast. So you must a day in Ramadan you were sick, you had your periods, had the nifas, etc. Whatever it might be. And there needed to be some payback, etc. So you need to have an intention for this. Kafara. Right? Or you made an oath, another. These type of fasts is not included in the Sunan fast. Those are wajib fasts. Those you cannot just wake up. Okay, come to 2 o'clock the afternoon. You know what? I never ate anything, man. I'm just going to pay back that fast now. <laughs> right? That you had to have the intention before. Fajr. So this is the view of majority of the companions and the majority of the ulama. 
The only condition for this fast is that one had not done anything that would have invalidated the fast. So meaning, he wakes up, he doesn't eat anything. Come 11 o'clock, he has a glass of water. Then half past one, he says, you know what, I still never ate anything, I'm going to fast. Is his fast valid or is it not valid? Why is it not valid? Because he drank water. So drinking of water, it invalidates the fast. So you understand the condition? If you wake up, you must have done nothing that is going to invalidate your fast. There is a difference of opinion with regards to the time of the Niyah. Let's hear the Fuqaha. Right? So from the ladies' side, right, from the sisters, is there a time limit to this Sunnah fast? Yes or no? Yes, for the intention. Sisters? Are they saying anything? I can't hear. No. Okay. From the brothers, what do you say? I mean that 11 o'clock comes. Right? Can I say I'm going to fast now? 12 o'clock, I'm going to fast. 3 o'clock. I never ate nothing invalidated my fast. It's 10 minutes before Maghrib. Okay, so uncle say no. You say Fajr. Okay. Anyone else? No, not the night before. Remember, this is Sunnah now, right? So this can be any time. According to some and not according to others. So what do you say? Hadith indicates it's early morning. Tayyib, that's your opinion. Anyone else? Before Ishraq. Okay, another opinion. Anyone else? No one else. Okay, Tayyip. So we got early morning and we got before Ishraq. One early morning and Ishraq for more or less the same? Or you mean after Ishraq as well? Okay, Tayyip. Breakfast time. Tayyip. Okay. Alright, so let's see. Ibn Abbas, Ibn Umar, Anas, and Ibn Mas'ud, may Allah be pleased with all of them, said the intention can be made until midday. Until when? Midday. This is also the view of the Hanafiya. So the first opinion is that it can be made until when? Until midday. So you can say just before Dhuwar or just up till Zawa. The second opinion, the intention can be made before Zawal or after Zawal as the hadith is Am. The hadith is general. The hadith is general. Let's go back to the hadith. Okay? Let's read the hadith again. The Prophet, peace be upon him, he entered my house and he said, is there anything here to eat? Aisha says, no. He said, 
I shall then be fasting today. Is there any indication of a time there when he came into the house? No. So he could have come in before midday or he could have come in after midday. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Right, so this is the second opinion. The second opinion is that the intention can be made before Zawal or after as the hadith is general. This is the view of the Shafi'iyya and the latter Hanbali scholars. Naam, Sheikh. Yes, that you can. Yes. Yes, you can wake up and you never ate anything and it's a Monday. It's a Sunnah day. So you can fast. The next important mas'ala. Do you get rewarded for fasting a complete day? So now you never ate all day. You were so busy. Whatever you were busy with, right? You never had the chance to eat. Come four o'clock. You never drank water. You never ate nothing that would have nullified your fast whatsoever. Comes four o'clock. You say, wait, man. I didn't eat all day. Maghrib is at six. Can I fast? Yes, you can fast. But now, do you get the reward for fasting the whole day? Or do you get the reward only for fasting? Just say four o'clock till six o'clock, right? For two hours. The Shafi'iyah and the Hanabila. They say you get the reward from the time that you intended. The Hanafiya and some of the Hanabila say you get rewarded for fasting the whole day. So the first view, Shafi'is and the Hanabila. They say that you only get the reward for that time that you fasted. You fasted for one hour, you get reward for one hour. You fasted for... Five hours when you made that intention, you made the intention for one hour, that's when you get. The second view, the Hanafiya and some of the Hanabila, they say no man. They say you will get rewarded for fasting the whole day. Even if you only made an intention when? At Dhuwar. Or you made an intention at four o'clock. Or you made an intention at five o'clock. They say that you will still get the whole day's fasting. And remember, obviously, we said so that, and the point here is that one had to have stayed away from the nullifiers of fast. The first opinion is stronger from the angle of Dalil. Listen carefully. The first opinion is stronger from the angle of Dalil. What Dalil do you think? The Dalil of the Prophet peace be upon him, he said, إِنَّمَا الْعَمَالُ بِالنِّيَّاتِ وَإِنَّمَا لِكُلِّ مْرِئِمَّا And a person will get rewarded for that which he intended. So you didn't need. At 8 o'clock you weren't fasting. You never had that intention. Come 4 o'clock, you only made that intention. So from 8 till 4, right, you get it's the first opinion. You get rewarded for that which you intended. The second opinion is closer from the angle of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy. Rahmatullahi wasi'ah. That the mercy of Allah is wide. It is so vast. 
So is it not that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from His mercy, that even if it was 10 minutes before Maghrib, give Him the reward for the whole day. So obviously if you follow the first opinion, the opinion of the Shafi and the Hanabila, then you will be stronger from the point of view of the Dalil. If you follow the second view that you get rewarded for the whole day, then you more of the opinion of the angle of the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. This hadith also proves that one can break one's fast as it is a sunnah fast. So I woke up. Right? Before Fajr now. Or after Fajr, right? But we say we woke up before Fajr. We ate that's a Monday. Or a Thursday. Or the 13th, the 14th, the 15th. And we decide that we are going to fast. So comes 1 o'clock. Right? I know brothers come in here. He say, you know what? Bought a nice Gatsby. <laughs> or fish and chips parcel. Bismillah, man. When last did we eat together? You say, okay, Bismillah. Fast valid or no? yes or no? Is it fine to break this? That's the question. You say? Yes. All the brothers, you say yes or no? Yes. Sisters? What they say? They say yes. Taib. The second point is, that one does not need a reason to break the sunnah fast. You don't need a reason. Many of the ulama says one needs to weigh out the options. Visitors or food is presented to them. What is meant here? What they mean is that you need to weigh out the maslaha. Right? So someone for example, I'm fasting today. Go to masjid for the one. Someone comes, he says, you know what, brother? It's my, my son's walima. We, you invited for lunch. You're going to tell the brother, you know what, I'm fasting. It's Monday today, it's Thursday. I'm fasting. Sorry, man. I'm not going to come. So you weigh out the options. In that way, obviously, it's better for you to go and go eat. Understood? But now, maybe, okay, you fasting. Come now, three o'clock. You're like, you know. I know really I'm a bitchy thirsty man or I'm a bit hungry it's a sunnah fast I know I don't need a reason you only got two hours left so you might as well just pull through so this is what is meant by what the ulama say you need to weigh out your options one does not have to pay back the sunnah fast if you broke it this is according to the strongest opinion so we came for the it was a nice fish and chips parcel broke my fast as I pay back the day according to majority of the ulama or rather the strongest opinion is that one does not need to pay back this fast Aisha radiallahu anha she narrates Hafsa and I were both fasting when we were presented some food that we really wanted. So we ate from it. 
Right? They were presented some food and they ate from it. The messenger of Allah came and Hafsa beat me to him. She was the daughter of her father. Who was Hafsa's father? Sisters, Hafsa, who was her father? Who was her brother? What they say? I can't hear you. What did they say something? What they say? Who was Hafsa? Sayyidina Umar's daughter. Yes. So who was her brother? Who was her brother? Naam. So she was the daughter of her father, right? This is what they say. And she said, O Messenger of Allah, we were both fasting when we were presented with some food that we wanted, so we ate from it. He said, Make up another day in its place. So now it's just not contradicting. Yeah, I just told you before that you don't need to, that's the strongest opinion. So, how did the ulama answer this? They said that first of all, they said that this hadith is weak. There's a narrator in this chain that is a weak narrator. And we're not going to discuss the chain of narrations in it. That's not of importance to us. Secondly, they say that paying back of this fast is a sunnah and it is not wajib. Right? So if now you really feel, you know what, I feel bad, man. That I broke my fast. So if you now really feel you want to pay it back, then you can, but Adam in Bab is Sunnah Laysa Biwajib. This is from the Bab of that it is a Sunnah and it is not Wajib. You understand? Yes, but now we are specifically talking here about Sunnah. But here they say that the Hadith is either weak or they say that it was from the bab of that it is a sunnah to pay back and not a wajib. It's not compulsory to pay back the day. That's the most important thing. The next point, the next chapter that we are going to look at is it is sunnah to hasten the iftar. What is iftar? Eating when? Book. Yes. What did you say? What did you say? Puka. Naam. Right? Capetonians. Right? We in Cape Town. So it is to Puka. And when is this? The morning or the evening? The? The evening. And we have two ahadith here. An Sahal ibn Sa'ad radiyallahu anhuma. أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال لا يزال الناس بخير ما عجل الإفطار ما عجل الفطر متفق عليه وللترمذي من حديث أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال قال الله عز وجل أحب عبادي إلي so the first hadith 
Sahal ibn Sa'd he narrated that the messenger of Allah peace be upon him said people will always be fine meaning people will always be on the right path or following the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam as long as they hasten to break their fasts in Ramadan or in Ramadan or outside Ramadan but more specifically in the month of Ramadan this is muttafakun alayhi Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him, he said that the messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the most exalted said, those among my servants who hasten to break their fast are the most beloved or dearest to me. This hadith is found in Tirmidhi and it has a bit of weakness in the hadith. What type of hadith is this? Forget the week now. What type of hadith is this? Ignore that week in brackets down. Take note of that. What type of hadith is this? Hadith Kuchi. Why? Right? Because it says that Allah the most exalted said. So this is a hadith Kuchi. So the Prophet peace be upon him, Hadith Qudsi, the difference between a normal Hadith and a Hadith Qudsi, normal Hadith is Qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Fa'ala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ra'aytu Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But Hadith Qudsi is the Prophet peace be upon him, he says that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said. That's the difference. The sunnah, my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, is to hasten to break the fast. So here I would like to add something for you. Month of Ramadan is coming soon. Right? Less than two months, correct? The days are short, correct? Right? Sometimes for the working people, there is always that possibility that you are going to be stuck in traffic. So keep dates and keep water in your car. So when the adhan goes off, you can break your fast. Don't wait till you come home. Might be five minutes, might be ten minutes. And right, that's the first point I want to make. Let's carry on. Delaying the fast until the stars have come out is the practice of the Jews and the practice of the Rafidis, the Shia. The Shia, right? They don't break their fast immediately. So now that they break their fast 10 to 15 minutes after the sun has set. Now, I want to take you back. Right? I want to take you back to the first hadith. The Messenger of Allah said, people will always be fine, yani on the straight path or following the sunnah, as long as they hasten to break their fast. Right, now let's go forward. <laughs> right, so the Prophet, peace be upon him, he said, that people, they will be on haq, they will be on the correct path, if they hasten to break their fast. And what's written here? 
is that the Jews and the Shia, they delay the breaking of their fast. So even if you go, right, it's not far-fetched. If you go to their place there in Atri side, right, you will see Ramadan time. When we break our fast, they wait. They don't break their fast immediately. They wait till it's dark before they break their fast. So this is against the Sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and this also shows you that one of the reasons why they stray, because the Prophet peace be upon him, he said that if you want to be on the straight path, you want to be on Haq, then break your fast on time. And here it shows you that they don't break their fast on time, and Allah subhanahu wa taala knows best. So it is not correct, my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, to deliberately delay your fast until later the evening or delay it until the end of the Adhan. This is why that you will find some of the Mu'addineen, as soon as the wak comes in, they will have a sip of water and then they make Adhan. Or, right, they say, I don't know if I was mentioned this, but there was one or two masajid here in the Western Cape that they said that during the month of Ramadan, the Mu'addin, he extended the Adhan. So his breaks between the Allahu Akbar, Zashadu Allah ilaha illallah, was extremely long compared to the rest of the year. So they say because he was eat every time in between that and Allah knows best. There was one more thing, one particular area. Right? I won't mention, I know why the brothers are laughing and they know what area I'm speaking about. Because, right? They, he used to make so long Adhan that people could break their fast at home. They would eat, they would drive to the masjid and they would still make it in time for salah. Right? Rahim Allah. He's passed away. Right? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant him Jannah. Right. All of this is contrary to the teachings of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. What I mean, or what is meant by contrary to the teachings, is that one delays the breaking of one's fast. Naam. If the waqt is in, yes. Because the waqt is in. Yeah, so long the waqt is in. So for example, the time is just for arguments like Maghrib is 25 pass. And it's 25 pass and he's checked with maybe 5-6 people, it's 25 pass. So you have a sip. And then he makes other. Can you also follow Yeah, if they see him, obviously. But they obviously can wait. It's like for example, if you can't hear the Adhan, when you're going to break your fast? No, you can't hear the Adhan. So for example, there's load shedding now. So you can't hear the Adhan. You're going to look on you? Correct? You're going to check what time you must break. And understand? Allah knows best. The next important point, or the next chapter heading, encouragement to take the pre- Dawn meal. What is this called? In Cape Town. In Cape Town. Sour, right? 
Suhoor. <laughs> right? He didn't know that one? <laughs> so, right? An Anas ibn Malik radiyallahu an. Qala, qala Rasulullahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Tasahharu fa inna fis suhuri baraka. Muttafakun alayhi. Agreed upon. Anas radiyallahu an. Does anyone know any virtue of Anas ibn Malik? From the sisters? Are they saying anything? No? From the brothers? A virtue of Anas radiallahu an. If he knows, he can speak. Now what? Anas radiallahu an's mother dedicated him as a what? To the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as a servant. And he served the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam for how long? For 10 years. But also the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when he was gifted to him as a servant he made dua for him. To memorize understanding of deen and that he has a Long life and a lot of offspring. They say Anas radiallahu anhu he lived close to a hundred years old, and he had a huge amount of offspring. And Anas radiallahu anhu narrates right before we carry on. He narrates from the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and he says that there was not a day. That I served the Prophet, peace be upon him, where he asked me, Anas, why did you do that? And why didn't you do this? What comes to mind is another hadith. I'm just going to paraphrase the hadith. Of what? Yes, he was sent for an errand. He was sent for a job. He had to go do something. Now, this is not no ordinary man. This is for the Prophet. And Anas, right? He's taking long. So the Prophet he comes out. He looks for Anas. What is Anas doing? He's playing in the street with the other kids or whatever he's doing. And the Prophet didn't scold him out. What did he tell him? He just basically like, Anas, are you not supposed to? And that was it. So this was some of the qualities of Anas. You might be thinking now, why is he mentioning this? The reason why I'm mentioning this is that this was also, or this is, the manhaj and the sunnah and the way of our mashaykh, of our teachers. That they would teach you a subject, they would teach you a hadith, but also they would give fawaid and they would give certain benefits of the narrators of the hadith as well. So Anas, he says that the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, he said, eat the suhoor, meaning take your pre-dawn meal for there are blessings in this meal now, here I want to give you a side note right it's a bit, won't say how you get it, but I mean if you get it, alhamdulillah if you don't get it, the Arabic says tasahharu but we know the word as suhoor so, tasahharu is the food itself that you are going to eat. Right? And suhoor is the 
time when you are eating. Like I give you an example, you get wudu and you get wudu. Wudu with a fatha is the water that you are going to make the wudu with. Alhamdulillah, if you get it, that's good. So the hadith, it encourages us to take the pre-dawn mean meal, even if it is a glass of water and a few dates, whatever. Doesn't have to be a five-course meal. But eat something in the morning. Don't sleep. Right? Some people, subhanallah, they sleep through fajr also. Right? During the month of Ramadan. Don't do this. Right? There is barakah in this meal. There is blessings in this meal, like the Prophet mentioned, this meal is mustahab and it is not wajib. Also the messenger, peace be upon him, would fast continuously for two days and this is proof that the suhoor is mustahab and it is not wajib. But again, our duty or our way is that we follow the way of the Prophet so the way of the Prophet ﷺ is that they would encourage taking the morning meal. So we take the morning meal. What should we break our fast with? An Salman ibn Amir al-Dabbi radiyallahu anhu anin nabiyyi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam aqal Ida aftara ahadukum fal yuftir ala tamr fa in lam yajid fal yuftir ala ma فَإِنَّهُ طَهُورٌ رواه الخمسة سليمان ibn Amir al-Dabbi he narrated that the messenger of Allah peace be upon him said when one of you is breaking his fast he should eat some dates so break your fast with some dates if dates are not available then break your fast with some water right leave the faluda and the samosas and the dal cheese and that for after you have had some dates and some water, then no problem. Eat what you want to eat. Right? For water is purifying. And this is narrated by the five Imams. It is sunnah to break our fast with dates. There is a hadith regarding fresh dates. An Anas ibn Mali qala, kana al-Nabiyyu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam yuftiru qabla ay yusalliya ala rutabat fa'il lam takun rutabatun and then the Prophet peace be upon him he said fatumayratin fa'il lam takun tumayratun hasa hasawatin min maa Anas ibn Malik, he said that the Prophet, peace be upon him, would break his fast with fresh dates before performing salah. If there were no fresh dates, then he would break his fast with dry dates. And if there were no dry dates, then he would take a few sips of his or of the water. This hadith, however, right? So during the month of Ramadan, you find that this hadith is circulated a lot. However, this hadith with regards to breaking your fast with fresh dates being a sunnah, is a munkar hadith. This hadith is weak according to the ulama, like Imam Abu Zur'a, like Imam Bazar, and Imam Hatim, Abu Hatim. So generally we say break your dates, um, break your fast with any date. 
If you have wet dates, alhamdulillah. If you have dry dates, alhamdulillah. The next, right, we have three more slides left. The last section. Asiyam al-wisal. Right. Fasting continually. Meaning you are going to fast for two days or three days continuously. عن أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه قال نهى رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم عن الوصال فقال رجل من المسلمين فإنك يا رسول الله تواصل قال وأيكم مثلي إني أبيت يطعم يطعمني ربي ويسقيني فلما أبو فلما أبو أينتهو عن الوصال واصل بهم يوما ثم يوما ثم رأوا الهلال فقال لو تأخر الهلال لزدتكم كالمنكل لهم حين أبو أينتهو متفق عليه The Prophet peace be upon him He said Oh he forbade us from practicing wisal and I mentioned we saw is fasting continuously without breaking one's fast in the evening or eating the pre-dawn meal. So a man said to him, but you practice we saw, O Messenger of Allah. The Prophet, peace be upon him, replied, which one of you is like me? Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. I am given food and drink during my sleep by Allah. So when people refused to stop, we saw the Prophet fasted day and night continuously along with him for a day and then another day. And then they saw the crescent of the new moon of Shawal. The Prophet said to them, If the crescent had not appeared, I would have made you fast for a longer period. That was a punishment for them because they refused to stop practicing the wisal. This is agreed upon. Fasting continually means that a person fasts for two or more days without breaking the fast. The fast continues all night and the person does not eat or drink. Ibn Qudama, he said in Al-Mughni, continual fasting is makru according to majority of the scholars. Imam Al-Nawawi, he said with regard to the ruling on continual fasting, then it is makru. And there is no difference of opinion amongst us concerning that. But is it makru in the sense of being forbidden or makru in the sense of being disliked? There are two opinions concerning that. Sheikh Uthaymin rahimallahu ta'ala, he said it appears that the ruling with regards to continual fasting is that it is haram and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. And this brings us to the end of this week's class. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide and protect us. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive our shortcomings. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik ashadu wa la ilaha illa astaghfiruka wa atubu ilaik.